0: The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage. The podcast where me, James Breakwell, a comedy writer, and Steve Olivas, a psychologist, solve your marriage problems in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing today, Steve? I am looking good for my age, I got to admit.
1: (laughs) You give me all kinds of grief about how old I am, but come on, look at all this.
0: You you start out by lying to the audience and destroying (laughs) all of your credibility, which you can only get away with because this podcast is audio only. Oh. All right, well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have a doozy of a topic for this week. I'm going to kind of summarize it down because it was kind of a long email. Turns right. out uh, long-term relationship problems are kind of complicated. Who would have thought of that? Yeah. Uh, but here's, here's the gist of the problem this week. Okay. Uh, there's a boyfriend and a girlfriend in a long-term relationship, and they can't stand each other's driving. Like, he refuses to ride with her because he thinks she's a crazy driver and unsafe, and she refuses to ride with him because she thinks he's unsafe and she can't stand the way he drives. I mean, is this relationship doomed if they can't be in the same car together? Uh, Where do we go from here and what does that say about the couple? I'm going to toss that question right to you this week, Steve. Yeah,
1: well, two things that jump out at me, and I know that uh, this was probably... And I never see these emails, so I'm guessing this had a lot more backstory and surrounding story to it. So if I ask a question that I think is somewhat rhetorical, but you have an answer, jump in. I am curious, just on the front end, James, do you know how long they've been together without or with that boyfriend-girlfriend status? I believe it's at least a few years. Okay. You don't happen to know their ages, do you?
0: I don't. They sounded younger. uh, (laughs) I don't go on pry with a a lot of demographic information here. I would guess early 20s. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's relevant because I always wonder when somebody says we are boyfriend girlfriend in a long term relationship, my first question is why? And the answer is always because one of you two does not want to get married to the other. And uh, that's always, people say, well, it's mutual. And the answer is, it's never mutual. It's always whoops, one person driving that over the other person. When po- I think we've said this on an earlier podcast, when two people break up, it is never mutual. It is one person driving and the other person a passenger. And when boyfriends and girlfriends have been together for a long time, and they're a little older, if this is a couple in their 30s, I always wonder, why are you not married? There are other problems within the relationship that probably need to be tended to. But with the driving issue, the, um, I, I- The second question I would ask is why can you not adjust your driving to make your partner happy? And it's probably because what ends up happening is when you're in a relationship and you don't have good ability to work out problems between the other, you end up building resentment toward the other person. And what you do is instead of trying to adjust to what they want and need, you end up kicking them in the shins because you feel like they're kicking you in the shins. And so if I had to guess. Just throwing a dart in a dark room here. I would guess that both of them could change their driving if they were sufficiently motivated, but right now their motivation is to just dig in because they feel like their partner is digging in. So if I were working with this couple, I would work first on having whichever one is the more malleable. And when two people are together, usually one is more easygoing than the other. Like, I can't imagine what kind of saint your wife must be, James, but (laughs) one is usually just a little more difficult in general, and the difficult one sets this tone, but the solution is going to rest upon whether the easier-going person can relax a little and start to change, which will then allow the more difficult person to begin relaxing as well. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I gotta say, you really, uh, you really stuck our foot in it this week. We are gonna get the hate mail, which is unfortunate because it's my email address that's out there. <laughs> what are you uh, talking something- about? <laughs> something you said earlier that that if you know if you've been together for a few years and you're not married you know what's what's wrong with the relationship that everybody has to end up married and i don't know maybe i spend too much time on twitter maybe that's not an accurate representation of the way relationships are but it just seems like in 2018 there are a lot of people out there in long-term relationships that never plan to get married and yes i realize there are tax advantages and things like that to it but i think i think you're going to find more and more couples demographically that have been together 10 or 15 or 20 years uh, without any real plans to get married, well, I don't know what, the, if that, it, it, what, I don't know that necessarily indicates a problem or not. But I have to think most of those cases it's probably not related to the driving. <laughs> as far no, as
1: no, but let this, me ask you, why do you think that is?
0: I think they might just they might just want to have an exit strategy I mean if they don't if they don't know for sure it's gonna work out I mean if uh, I know they say half a marriages end in divorce I don't think that statistics entirely accurate but I refuse to do research to figure out which way it's inaccurate <laughs> um, I, I think that uh, they see maybe their parents maybe their friends they see people get divorced and they see how it kind of explodes their lives and they think you know what maybe we're just gonna to be together and it's gonna be convenient if it doesn't work out we can go our separate ways and we don't have to get in judge involved I think maybe that's the motivation especially if they're not planning on having having kids, if you plan on staying childless, um, you know, I've got to think that makes things a lot more convenient that you can come and go as you please. If you do decide to go that way uh, without maybe having your entire life come down around you. So I, I I don't know, this is kind of far afield from where we started with the driving question, but I, I, I sense that I walked into some kind of trap of yours. So go ahead and spring it.
1: No, it's not a trap. I was just curious because we are from different generations age-wise and my generation, it's a, it, it's a concept that's bizarre to me to think you can live with somebody for 10 years and not be married. Like, that that doesn't make sense to me. And so I would approach that as, why do you need an exit strategy? Like, uh, And does that create a little bit of tension in the relationship, knowing that you two have nothing at stake here, and at any one time you could kind of fold your tent and walk off? There is something that is... I don't know. There's something that's sort of intimate about the commitment that you make that we can't end this thing without it being a disaster. So we're going to do everything we can to keep it together. And maybe that is, is changing a bit in the younger demographics. So I was just curious about your point of view.
0: Yeah, and I think it, it depends geographically too. I know in the Midwest it's very common that you get married right out of college. I you know when I got out of college, I got married right away. You know, I was smart enough. I if I don't lock this in now, my wife is going to wise up and she's <laughs> going to find somebody else. So so we got married a couple months after college, and we were engaged in college. But we had so many weddings those first few years after yeah. college from people who met in college because you're around a bunch of other single people yeah. your own age, and then it really tapers off. Uh, but I've heard I don't know this firsthand, but on the coasts and in the bigger cities, I've heard people. Wait a lot longer that they're in their 30s before they get married. That it's much more common for that. Uh, and around here, typically, if you wait, uh, at least you know, anecdotally, just the people I know, it tends to be the only people who wait. It's usually not by choice. It's usually the, the people I know, at least, they're not like, well, let's let's just live together for 10 years first. Generally, it's if they didn't get married right in that first rush. Uh, out of college, then they kind of spend a lot of years on online dating, which seems to be a lot more hit or miss. Yeah, uh, it's a <laughs> it, it, it's a battlefield out there. I'm I'm very glad um, I I got uh, paired up the easy way rather than having to go that route because it sounds pretty perilous. But back to the this specific question, uh, you've you've kind of lo- offered the big existential analysis of the problem. Let me offer some practical solutions. <laughs> they could <can> take <laughs> the they could take the bus together or the train. They could bike oh, oh, Frank, if they, well, if they're means they could hire a a chauffeur. Oh, I mean, there, there are yeah. solutions Ox here where Hart. they could okay. they could be in the same household and not have to uh, and not have to have one or the other of them drive. Um, I don't know why. Uh, well, I, I have to think though that the unsafeness is probably a bit of a hyperbole on both of their cases. I mean, if you if you drive for there, there are very few people I've ridden with over the years who I legitimately thought I was going to die riding <laughs> with them. Like my grandmother was one of them. She was still driving into her late seventies <laughs> or early eighties, and she's up there in northwestern iowa a section of iowa called the iowa alps and oh. it's just this you think of iowa as being flat but yeah. it's not and there's a section up there that's just super hilly and there are roads that curve with no guardrail with 80 or 100 foot drop-offs on the other side and she's just whipping around those things without looking i realized years later she can barely see and it's just like if if you if this letter or if this email were written about my grandmother i would say absolutely you should be concerned now thankfully her keys have been taken away since then uh so, so I I suppose there are cases, but I think if you're young, I mean, I, I've got to think the risk of actual death, if you're a competent driver who can pass a driver's test and who knows how seatbelts and airbags work, I, I've got to think you're probably not going to die driving with them. But then again, I'm not the one getting in the car, so maybe I'm not qualified to make that judgment.
1: Well, this is probably, you're, I, I think you're right that it is hyperbolic, but this is the mountain that both of them will defend to the death. And that means that neither one is going to budge, even though they both have the capacity to budge. You can change your driving if you know it'll make your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend happy. So the question is always, why are you not doing that? And it's probably because you feel that they will not change to satisfy you. So why the heck should you change to satisfy them? That's why I always think the solution is in the easier going of the two of them.
0: All right. So there you have it. Our solution to this relationship crisis is one of them needs to be a better driver or at least a more compliant driver with the wishes of the other one or take my solution and get a chauffeur or take the bus. Either way, I think we can save this relationship if we go one of those routes. And we are just a hair over the 10-minute mark. Yeah, we did good. Uh, yeah, I know we always call this ten minutes to save your marriage, but I mean, it's ten minutes of knowledge and one minute of dicking around. I mean, that's just kind of how this thing works. You got you can't you can't get all knowledge in there all the time. It, it would be too overwhelming. Uh, but I think I think we did good today. Do you have any closing sl- uh, thoughts, Steve? No, but
1: uh, yes, I do. And that is that it always takes one person to start to give in order for both people to give. And so every couple and you've been married long enough to know when you have to negotiate, one has to give a little and it's usually the easier going one that will blink first. And don't take that as a loss. Take that as a long term victory
0: all right there, look at Steve spinning defeat into victory which is what he does on our other podcast wrong and wronger every week he's very used to coming from that position so thank you for joining us for another week of 10 minutes to save your marriage uh, please email us your long term relationship issues it does not necessarily have to be a marriage like tonight right. wasn't a marriage it can be boyfriend girlfriend co-workers siblings parents child anything yeah, like that and we will take a crack at it in 10 minutes or less uh, email those uh, relationship issues to, uh, to me James Break well my email address is james breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. that's exploding unicorn with the e and you can as always you can follow me on twitter and message me there it's exploding unicorn without the e on twitter uh thank you very much for joining us this week and we will see you next week where we'll try to save and or ruin another marriage thank you very much